Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fishing, the podcast where we discuss... The Horizons most competitive tribe and help the whole community become better Merfolk players. I'm Cody, one of the co-hosts of the show and not Cody Smith on Twitter. And we also have, as always, Matt. How are you doing, Matt? As back this week, I'm doing great. Uh, my class is finally finished, so I can stop getting gray hairs and losing uh, years off my life, life from stress. I'm back. I'm ready to talk some cards. And uh, I actually have next week off. Uh, from school and all that kind of stuff. I actually still have to go to work. But that means I can actually get things done in the evenings. And I've been talking to Cody, and I have some really cool ideas I've been sitting on for the show for a while. So I'm going to start putting pen to paper. Yeah, uh, so we, 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 yeah, we have some really cool things coming down the pipeline for you all. And uh, so we we will reveal those things as, as we can. And I, I do apologize. Uh, there have been a few updates that have been kind of slowed uh, because of both of our workloads and, and family stuff. So thank you all for bearing with us and being so gracious uh, and, and uh, not uh, not not uh, burning us at the stake for, for not doing the things that we, we plan on doing. So thank you all for, for being super gracious and for checking us out on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram is at FishCastMTG. Um, we, we, we try to be as social as we can. We love talking about Merfolk, uh, even just magic in general. Uh, we love talking mm-hmm. about that sort of thing. So um, find us on YouTube, like, share, comment, subscribe. Find us on the, the podcast app store that you use and rate us there. Um, those are all great and free ways that you can help support the show. Uh, zero space bucks down. Now, if you want to support us, like our new patron Zephyr, uh, which we uh, we already congratulated, but thank we'll say it again, Zephyr, good job. I like to clap. Thank, thank you. you, Zephyr. Yeah. yeah. I clapped last time, and I don't. I didn't tell Kyle about how we clap for people, and and he. It was just me clapping by myself. So I'm sorry, but thank you, Mr. Kai Guy, for uh, stepping in last week. Yes. Really, really appreciate it. It was a great episode. I, I actually listened to it today while I was folding uh, folding laundry. So uh, today being Sunday for us for the people at home, we record on Sunday nights. Um, and yeah, it was, it was super fun to have him on. He's kind of our, uh, uh, patron emeritus, uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Kai guy. So thank you again for, for coming on the show. It was a lot of fun having you on. And, and, uh, he, he was, you know, it's one of those things where like, you know, people, people, when they come on and they haven't done any podcasting, it's like, you, you feel a little nervous, but he actually did super good. So like, it was really great to have him on and, uh, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll have him on again at some point. The key is to not care. Yeah. Because if mean, you don't care, you don't care if you mess up. Yeah, look at Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm zero kidding, fogs were given. <laughs> zero no fogs damage given. was done. <laughs> um, remember to tell your friends about the show. Tell your friend that that uh that plays Merfolk uh in Commander or Modern or Legacy or whatever. Uh we'd love to have them on. Uh and uh Matt, we have a really cool topic because we have there's something on the horizon. Ooh, that's some foreshadowing there. Yeah, but uh, before we get to that, we are going to talk about the random merfolk. And uh, so Zephyr uh, picked random merfolk number three, which is a merfolk we've talked about in depth uh, on the episode with Russell. Uh, uh, th- that was a great episode, um, something mm-hmm. artificer. Um, so make sure to go back and check out that 
that. Rogue Artificer. Yeah. Come on now. No, that was the episode. Yeah, he's at Rogue Artificer on Twitter. Oh. Um, so the, the episode was something Artificer. I don't remember off the top of my head which episode that was, um, but it was probably around like 20-ish episodes ago. Um, so yeah, but yeah, so this, this one is a really cool one. Uh, do you want me to read this one or do you want to go for it? I want to go for it. Sure. <laughs> so it uh, is um, Cancel Mana Cost, which is uh, two blue and one uh, for Ambassador Lanquist. Uh, he is a legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard. He is 1-3, and he has the ability of 3 and colon. Target player puts the top three cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. And the flavor text is, life is a game. The only thing that matters is whether you're a pawn or a player. Okay, that's some sweet flavor text. Yeah, that is pr- some pretty cool flavor text. Uh, I, I definitely, uh, we're, we're uh, pretty big on uh, the history of, of Merfolk and even just magic in general. Uh, so flavor text does offer a lot of perspective. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know, have we gotten to Amp- uh, Ambassador Laquatus yet on, on our lore stuff? You know what? I don't remember. I'll have to check my notes. I know we're around at that point. So uh, it's time that we do another lore episode. So that is on the list of uh, homework for this week for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think Cody was putting that one on pretty thick. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> back to this card. We've talked about this in the past, but for those who haven't heard it, Ambassador Laquatus for me is one of those cards that is just very, very, very narrow. It is a, you create infinite mana and you just mill out the entire board and commander. Yeah, it's it's a combo deck. You're not you're not playing this in commander as a as a merfolk tribal deck. Um, you, no, there there are a few millfolk. Uh, they're they're usually not great. Uh, and honestly, Ambassador Laquatus is not great either. Um, but it's one of those things that you know you you you're you're doing it for a specific purpose. And I think even one of the cards that you've picked for our topic. Uh, has a, has a lot to do with it. Correct, correct. So I, I he's kind of boring in my opinion. I've owned a copy for a million years, and it just sits in my trade binder, and no one ever wants it. Because I mean, if you're going to build mill, there's kind of better ways to do it in Commander. Um, the uh, the Theros God is a lot more fun in my opinion. Where you can do the big the yeah, Phoenix big butt mill. Um, so. Mono blue, Laquatus, I mean, counter, control, mill the guy, mill the entire board out. So essentially get your uh, Rings of Brythearth and your uh, Basalt Monolith, and everybody says, yay, you win, and you move on with your lives. Yeah, and, and unless you're, <laughs> unless you're uh, Rogue Artificer on Twitter um, and building a super cool theme deck, uh, this yes. is probably not where you want to be. Yes, I'm. I, so I'm still struggling with my Aladdin deck. It's like it's not like I haven't been trying to do it. So first of all, my Aladdin deck. Aladdin is going to be the commander. You can't stop me. And he's either going to be Grixis or Teamer. Again, you can't stop me. And I just can't figure out who's going to be Jafar. That's my biggest problem. <laughs> so because because I think it needs to be Teamer so I can have all the the green stuff to like have like Raja and Abu Apu and all that other stuff. But all the black, all the sorcerers that kind of look like Jafar are all black. So. I don't know. We'll, we'll work on it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a work in progress. I've actually actually mm-hmm. this last week I kind of have been putting a little bit of uh, work into into my deck, which I'm doing based off of Robin Hood. Uh, so it'll be um, it'll be Reese the Exiled. So it'll be green black. Um, so far, I have some some pretty pretty uh, spicy includes like Prowling Sepapard as uh, Hiss, uh, <laughs> the, which uh, makes creatures uh, not able to be countered. Um, and then King Makar the Gold Cursed as as the king. Okay, that's obs- I love that. that's obsessed love that. with that's obsessed with gold and stuff. Um, but I will say that the uh, the Wincon will be Revel and Riches <laughs> because uh, that's that's what you do and that's what you do in, in Commander like that. So because it absolutely should. So if anybody can think of a cool green card that could be Jafar, please let me know. I'm struggling here. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do a little bit looking myself. Mm-hmm. So before we go into the main topic... Uh, By the way, I love that Ambassador Laquatus is so boring that we just used that little segment to talk uh, our Disney decks <laughs> instead. <laughs> yeah, like we, we spent half the time that we would have been talking about Ambassador Laquatus and uh, 
we didn't talk about Ambassador Laquatus. Um, so before we go into the main topic, we are going to uh, shout out Inked Gaming, our sponsor. Make sure to uh, use the affiliate link in the notes to get uh, to help support us on the show, and also use code Fishcast10 to get ten percent off your order. Even if you don't order one of our playmats, uh, you're still helping us uh, by doing that. And uh, we're actually going to have uh, uh, there's some upcoming product developments at Inked Gaming, which I'm excited about. Yes, yes, yes. Cody was just telling me about this, so I am super stoked. And uh, so, so look out for some new stuff on our Inked Gaming store here soon. And uh, yeah, I will definitely be making another purchase from Inked Gaming. <laughs> uh, so uh, our topic tonight is modern horizon predictions so which is gonna be awesome because this is gonna be a great topic for like a few weeks then super dated yeah yeah so it, sorry future listeners <laughs> you already know what happened even even uh by the time this comes out uh it might be uh it might be old news but uh <laughs> so matt what is modern horizons so modern horizons is wizard's way to finally fix modern so it's a new supplemental set that we're going to be getting here in the next couple months or a few months ago or a few years ago, if you're listening from the future, obviously, that does not go into standard. So it's kind of like a supplemental product. But unlike previous sets, these cards will be legal in modern. This is a huge, huge step for modern in general, because now essentially we'll have legacy classic and diet legacy, because that is now what modern is going to be. I like that a lot, diet legacy. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I mean, modern has already essentially gotten there at this point. So when I first started playing modern a while ago, because I'm old, (laughs) um, it was a very different format. And it was very, very different from Legacy. Whereas now we have so many sets in it that it's just become so fast and just very, I mean, there's a lot of degenerate stuff out there. And no matter how much Wizards is trying to ban things out of it, it still just can't keep up. Whereas I think Modern Horizons, now that they don't have to worry about a card that's too broken going through standard to become Modern Legal, they can start putting some stuff in that'll help fix the format and maybe make it more diverse. So there's going to be also, uh, one, of, one of the big things is there's 254 cards, and Matt, like you said, um, some of these cards are just going to be not playable, even though they're going to be modern legal. Uh, they're, they're, they're just going to be garbage because of the draft format and, 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 uh, just the, the nature of booster packs. Like, right. You, you can't have a pack of where all 15 cards are playable, good cards. Like that would just be a, a weird way to sell a set. I think. Yeah, it's going to be stuff like Plague Rats or something along those lines. Something that hasn't seen play in a long time, has nostalgia, but it's not going to ever see any play in a modern format. But you know what? Even though it's going to be legal in modern, Modern Horizons is built for draft, like Wizards always says. Yeah, and I'm looking at the at the release here. It says... Uh... It's uh, 249 cards, uh, or 20, 249 new to modern cards, and 254 cards in total, with a mix of reprints not yet legal in modern and new cards that celebrate both modern and magic's rich history. So uh, it looks like we're going to get kind of a, a unique mix of, of cards, and, and we're, we've yet to see more than just the two cards that they spoiled initially. Um, and you can go to pretty much any... If you haven't seen these cards, you need to get yourself on Twitter or, or uh, Google, uh, you know, the the Magic website and and look at these cards. They're pretty sweet. Um, yeah, one thing Amaro said was he was never going to make a Sarah Planeswalker card, never going to make an Urza Planeswalker card, and lo and behold, we got both of them within the last like two years. <laughs> so take that, Amaro. Uh, yeah, take that, you liar. So for the for the purpose of this episode, we're going to be each we each picked five cards that we want to see reprinted. Um, obviously, as good as we are at making up magic cards, we are not good at just you know coming up with these things out of thin air. Um, and now, so, caveat, real quick: these are cards that we want reprinted that are not currently legal and modern. That's that's the other part that I was going to get to. Is yeah, we we, we picked cards that are. Cards that have already been printed and cards that are not modern legal that we would like to see in this set. 
Um, and we're going to have a brief discussion about some cards that we definitely know will not be in the set. <laughs> um, but so, so to help break it up, uh, I picked five cards that I think would be good for modern merfolk uh, that, that could be reprinted or could be printed in the set uh, to be made modern legal. And Matt picked, uh, he picked at least one or two cards that could be used in, in merfolk, but mostly just cards that really could use a reprint. Well, not just that, but I think they could, I think four out of my five are going to be, could see modern play. And one is just, it's time. Let's make this happen. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, and I agree with your list here. Uh, so, so now that we have all the formalities out of the way, what are some cards that we will not see in this set? Okay. So the first thing is anything reserve list. People, stop it. It's not gonna happen. Stop with your nonsense. It's the the reserve list is not getting reprinted. It is never getting reprinted. The fact that this is happening and we're getting diet legacy is we're moving paper legacy to vintage where there's just gonna be a select few playing it. Vintage is going to be, I don't know, just some weird format that no one ever plays because we can't afford it. And modern is becoming the new legacy. And then whenever we get the new arena modern, that will be the new budget-friendly eternal format. So stop it. No reserve list reprints. <laughs> also, if Wizards ever does decide to reprint the reserve list, that is a really, really, really bad thing. That means magic is dying. And there is they need financially to do that and get people to buy packs as a last gasp. So... No, no reserve list. And, and, and we will not have any further discussion on the topic today. Like that is <laughs> no it. More. Uh, we, I'm, sh I'm sure at some other point we can discuss this, uh, but just not today. That's not Stop what today is it. about. Stop it. No. Knuckleheads. I see you out there with your, with your signs and your protests. It's not happening today. But, but, but I really want an underground sea. Well, you know what? So do I. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right, so what besides the reserve list, uh, what else are we likely to not see? So the first one I have is uh, Wasteland. Wasteland is a great card for Legacy. It is a very fun card for Legacy because it does what Legacy does. It creates non-games. There's a lot of really degenerate lands out there like Gaia's Cradle and Dark Depths that really need to be taken care of and kept in check. And Wasteland is a great way for that to happen. And another so, another card on our list, Ancient Tomb, as well. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Ancient Tomb is the other one, but we'll, we'll talk about Ancient Tomb here in a second. But Wasteland and Modern, I think, would just be horrific. It would create too many non-games. People need to still play their shock lands and things like that. Can you imagine shocking yourself for two and then just getting Wastelanded? That would be the worst. That would just be the worst. Yeah, I could, I, I could see that that would be pretty bad. So... I mean, can you even think of a way that Wasteland would be good in this format in Modern? Uh, no. <laughs> um, if, I mean, if, there's, there's, if, no, there's no real degenerate lands out there that, like, Wasteland solves the problem for. I mean, you can say the Tron lands, you can say maybe um, the, uh, the blue-white man, blue man land, but other than that, I mean, and there's already answers to that. Yeah, it, it basically, it's, it's, it's just feel bad, because there's lots of three-color decks. Uh, in in the format like Jund and Esper and and uh, I mean basically blue white variants are, are kind of the big ones um, and then lots of lots of decks that run non basics like you said like Tron and Affinity um, and, and basically like it makes those decks auto lose and as as much as you know there are you know decks that deserve to get taken down a peg I think that that's not the way to do it it's it's not auto losing people for playing the deck that they like. Um, and, and, in in legacy, there's ways around, uh, wasteland in modern. There's kind of less. So that, uh, <laughs> the, the biggest Plus, thing is, how would you like to have every deck being playing like four wastelands? Cause that's essentially what would happen. Oh, it, I wouldn't, agree. it wouldn't be just be one deck playing it. It would be all decks playing it. It would slow down the format to be sure. I mean, on top, <laughs> on top of like, like, you know, we've already explained. So a lot of decks in modern are two to three color decks running fetches and shocks. Uh, 
and then also you know Tron and Affinity and all, all those other decks that are that are running uh, the the uh, the the non basics. Um, so number one, you're already pay- playing two to three colors, and then you're putting you're taking out four lands to put in colorless sources that are yeah. going to sacrifice themselves. So so the format would grind to a halt, I think, almost overnight. Uh, except for yes. uh, mono red burn, you could just play you know twenty mountains and mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and be okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the next one uh, we already kind of alluded to is ancient tomb. Uh, ancient tomb is a land that comes into play untapped, taps for two colorless, and when you tap it, it deals two damage to you. Modern is too fast already. The last <laughs> thing it needs is more free mana. No ancient tomb, for the love of God. <laughs> Could you imagine turn one blood moons in modern? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to imagine Sunian spirit guide, ancient tomb, blood moon, pass. Your opponent has two fetches and a shock land in hand, and they're playing like Jund. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, uh, it's, it's like, okay, I lose. Yeah, ancient tomb is... is... <laughs> much too busted uh in this format a- yeah. again in in legacy there's lots of answers to things uh you know it, people expect it um it, the, basically i i think really the biggest thing is that in legacy there's game breaking things happening every turn and in modern there's just powerful things happening every turn there there can be in legacy correct but there's a lot of the older busted cards are, we say we're going to talk about, we have to right now, are on the reserve list, and it's not going to get reprinted, so you can't have those other equalizers in this format. So stop it. So stop, stop it. Stop it, you knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the next one that we want to discuss is uh, Force of Will. So Force of Will, again, th- that would be the ultimate equalizer. Unfortunately, it doesn't equalize Soul Mana or Wasteland because they're lands, not spells. But Force of Will, I just don't think that it has any place in Modern. I think there we push too much, too many of the decks to control. I mean, it would definitely slow the format down, but I just, I really don't see it. I think it's such a staple of Legacy, and it makes Legacy what it is, that, I don't know, I just... I I really don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think it it uh again as we as we've already spoken to pretty much all the cards on this, it it leads to non-games of magic. Um Force of Will being just a free counter spell uh is is extremely powerful. Uh probably one of the most powerful things you can do in magic. Um but, I mean it's not as good without Ponder and um Brainstorm, but still. Yeah, no, and and Obviously, like you know, it being played in pretty much every blue deck in Legacy shows you that like Force of Will is is kind of a busted <laughs> Magic card, <laughs> and almost every deck in Legacy is blue because of Force of Will. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it slowed down a little bit thanks to the banning of uh, 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 uh geez, what what's the name of that elf? I always forget it. Deathrite Shaman. Deathrite Shaman. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it slowed down a little bit because of uh, Deathrite Shaman being banned, uh, but you still see it pretty much everywhere. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I don't think we need to really put too much uh, more into Force of Will. Um, I definitely didn't put it on my list because I thought it would just be too much. Um, yeah. And the last one is Armageddon, which is destroy all lands. Yeah. So I actually, and I put that on here as maybe Armageddon is slow enough, being one and one white and three, that I could see it being potentially okay the problem is is wizards has really moved away from mass land destruction because people hate mass land destruction because they can no longer play magic yeah in uh, to to uh to our earlier point of playing non-games it's it's not that you can't play with no lands but i I mean at what point do you just go all right uh just shuffle my cards up (laughs) and i'm done i'm done playing this you know it's uh it's just, it's too much. I mean, uh, the quickest most decks would be able to play it is with a spirit guide or some kind of, some kind of soul rock would be like turn three-ish. So you're not sh- completely shutting your opponent down. And even if you're playing on turn three, you have to have something set up yourself to win the game with. 
So that's where I go back and forth. I'm like, it might be okay. Yeah, yeah. I can and it see might that. be the vehicle that like some control decks need to like not just grind games to a halt and like you get your Teferi down, you eventually Armageddon, and your opponent could be like, okay, let's just let's move on with our lives. Yeah, just it helps close games out a little bit quicker. Correct. Yeah, I, I could see I could see where you're coming with that. Um, yeah, I think Armageddon, you're right. Like it it's a little it's slow, so it's not like, you know, turn one uh you know, you, you'd be hard pressed to get this out between turn two and turn three. Um, and also, I think it would uh, force people to think about how they play their their lands out. Bingo. Uh, number one is is you know do I do I put out these non basics first or do I put out these basics first to to uh, kind of hedge against Armageddon? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I actually this might make Magic players better. I yeah, think. I mean, it's it's it might be like an equalizer. Yeah, no, I I you know I think now that I've heard your argument on this, I think that I I'm more okay with Armageddon than I started. Not that I'm against mass land destruction. Uh, Can you imagine how much this would just destroy Tron? Oh God, yeah. Like like Tron would be would become almost unplayable. It's a Tron killer. <laughs> the, the, this, it's the hero we deserve. Yeah, um, Tron would definitely have to run. Uh, probably a few more basics, <laughs> uh, but you know. no, Armageddon destroys all basics too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, uh, it destroys all lands. It so it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's it's that'd be the greatest thing. It's like all the Tron haters are like, we did it, we finally broke it out of the format, and then all of a sudden, like a week later, is like, what have we done? Yeah. <laughs> what have we done? After after years <laughs> the end did not justify the means. After years and years of people going, oh, this will sure th- oh, Tron is dead for sure. <laughs> I know uh, Pleasant Kenobi has has uh, has memed it quite a bit of of people going, well, this is a Tron killer. <laughs> uh, so I think I think Armageddon maybe could be that card. <laughs> uh, as as I mean, Tron out. doesn't have a counter spell. That's true. It's... Oh, I, I guess uh, what the uh, warping whale. Yeah, warping uh, they whale. Be play, they play a lot more warping whales main board. <laughs> yeah, uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right, you want to go to our actual list? Yeah. Uh, do you want to start with your number five, Matt? Uh, yeah. Let me start with mine. So. The f- first one I picked was uh, Obelite. It's time. <laughs> $30 popper card only printed in Arabian Nights. It's time. I remember when I had my mono black uh, popper deck in paper. It was like, <clears throat> I'm not spending $30 f- for each each for these yeah. amulets. Like, I- I'm not doing it. Like, I love popper, but... I don't love Popper for $60 for two cards. <laughs> yeah. So Obelette is a really, really good card. It's common. But again, it was only printed in Arabian Nights and Arabian Nights cards. Even the commons a lot of times are insanely expensive because it was not printed very much. So when it enters the battlefield, exile target creature and all ores attached to it. Note the number or kind of counters that were on that creature. When Obelite leaves the battlefield, return all exiled card. Uh, return the exiled card to the battlefield under its owner's control, tapped with the noted number of uh, kinds of counters on it. If you do return the other exiled cards to the battlefield under their owner's uh, control, attach that permanent. So it is. It's O ring. It's 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 O ring essentially. Um, mono black O ring. It's mono black O ring. It's 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 fine. Like it's a thirty three dollar. Um, Arabian Nights card. It's probably going to always be a $33 Arabian Nights card. This gets printed at Uncommon in Modern Horizons. It becomes like, what? It starts at like $5 and ultimately ends up being a buck. Yeah, and and you know, this costs three, correct? Or four? Two two black and a white. Or two, two black and a white. Two black and one. Yeah, so it's so, th- so yeah, three. At three mana, um, I don't think that's necessarily going to bust open Modern in any in any facet. No, this, like, isn't, this isn't playable in Modern. No, it, it would just it would be strictly a, a reprint for Popper, um, yep. and and maybe Commander, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but it's it would just be a reprint for the people, and that's it. There's no not not even in Commander. I, that's why I said maybe. It's it's like it, it, if you just want to be kind of yeah. I mean, at this point, you'd play just to be fancy. Like I have an Arabian Nights card in my Commander deck, and it's expensive. Look at me, but. Other than that, I mean, if it becomes one of those cards that everybody has, then no one's going to play it. Not in Commander. Yeah. 
And uh, you definitely wouldn't play that in Merfolk. Um, the card that you would play, might play in Merfolk, is my number five, and that is Misdirection. Uh, so we already talked about Force of Will probably being too powerful uh, for modern. Uh, Misdirection is, is uh, Force of Will's kind of special cousin. So Misdirection is three blue-blue for an instant. You may exile a blue card from your hand rather than pay Misdirection's mana cost. Change the target of target spell with a single target. So it doesn't hit uh, creatures, nope. which makes it fine. And you have to exile a blue card. Makes sense. So again, like Force of Will, except you don't lose the life. And it doesn't hit creatures. And it has to be something that targets. So yeah, and, seems, and, seems fair. Yeah, I think this is, this is about as fair of a quote-unquote free counterspell that you could get in modern um and i think that this would probably be sideboard at best i mean yeah you know you're, oh, yeah. you're throwing away like you know i mean obviously this helps against a lot of removal and it helps against decks like bogles which generally we have a little bit of a problem with but it helps with removal but you have to change the target so if there's no legal target exactly that's why like you you probably wouldn't even mainboard this unless you were playing against like jund that's like but even like bogles you you i mean everything has shroud so well you could change the target of an aura so fair so so like if if it's like snake umbra or or uh or um uh daybreak coronet or something like that like yeah that could be game swinging um so so like that's true it, it definitely swings those games into your favor uh, even in fact, you know, uh, decks that really require uh, auras and, and instant speed spells, mm-hmm. you can go, no, you, you're not winning the game this turn. Yeah. And, and that's, kind of, that's kind of where Misdirection, I think, could shine. Um, it, it does okay against decks like Jund and uh, uh, um, Death Shadow and stuff like that that are fairly uh, removable. Well, I mean, it, it t- turn one Thoughtseize, it's like, nah, let's, let's Thoughtseize you instead. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, I, I I just I don't know if this would be like main boarded. Uh, maybe main board as a two of. I I, I don't know. We, I mean, some definite definite play testing. But this, honestly, this I'm surprised that, this hasn't. And it's not that expensive either. It got reprinted in uh, Conspiracy, so it's like a dollar. And in the the Merfolk versus Goblins dual deck. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so this is I'm one. Surprised actually, it's not modern legal already. Yeah. So this this is one that that like I think could feasibly see. Uh, modern play like this could be reprinted and it wouldn't like destroy modern no i mean it might not even see any play to be completely honest yeah it, like it'd be fine and it's a yeah. rare so like eh, like you're not it's, it's fine yeah uh what what is your number four my number four is a little spicy so i, I i'm very curious what you're gonna think about this it's caracas so caracas is a traditional legacy card that um it was originally printed at Uncommon during uh, Legends, but it's not on the reserve list, and it's been reprinted a few times now at Mythic, but it, it's a legendary land. It comes into play. You can tap it to add white, or you can tap it to bounce um, a legendary creature back to the opponent's hand. In Modern, I think it's super fine because there's really not that many like decks that completely depend on their legendary creature. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Caracas does seem like it, it would be fair, I think. Yeah, like, I think I, I'm just thinking it'd be a one of and just white decks. Yeah, like one of um, death and taxes of. or some of the control decks. But you don't even want to play, necessarily play two because if you get draw a second, you can't play because it it's legendary. Yeah, I mean, we, we, there's, a, there's a fair amount of, uh, of land destruction. And I think if this card were in the format, like I think people would definitely. Uh, do more to you know run their field of ruins and their tech edges. Um, so I think you'd probably run like two of in a deck, uh, but you definitely wouldn't want to see more than that. Uh, and, and you're right, like there there are some decks that uh, that definitely work off of a legendary creature, but even then, it's not like you're you're you know that that's not the main strategy of your deck. Mm. Like it's just kind of cool to have them. Yeah, the, the biggest one I, it would just kill Emrakul. Yeah. Yeah, Tron. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of the Tron cards. Oh, Tron killer. Yeah, Tron killer again. <laughs> Man, Matt, for, for a, a guy who plays Tron, you, you are just not liking Tron tonight. I'm really not. <laughs> so, again, I just think, I think it's fine. I, I, 
a lot. I think it'll see play a lot like the um, utility lands that we've talked about ad nauseum uh, in the uh, Merfolk deck, your um, Mononymous and your Aboros. I think it kind of tilts a little bit, some of those white decks, but it doesn't break it open. And if you're not playing it, it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so my number four, I think, is probably the the most, maybe the most controversial on my list, and that is Days. So <laughs> Days is one in a blue for an instant, and it says uh, counter target spell unless this controller pays one. But it also says you may return an island you control to to its owner's hand rather than pay Days' mana cost. Uh, so it's spell pierce. Uh, but, uh, with the caveat that you can, you can kind of get ahead of it. In Merfolk, I think this card would be fine. There's other decks though, that I think this might be too powerful. It's, it, it rides the line. Like I can imagine this being the, the powerful counter spell that they print to kind of test out to see how good it is in modern. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, free is, cards are very tricky. So, so the reason that I'm kind of okay with this is because Merfolk already kind of plays this card, and that's Deprive, which is blue blue for at instant speed as an additional cost to cast Deprive, return a land you control to its owner's hand, counter target spell. Um, so, I mean, obviously they they have their pluses and minuses <clears throat> each, uh, but as far as Merfolk is concerned. I don't know exactly which one would be picked. You know what I mean? Like, like days. days. I, well, okay. Because days, you don't ever have to have mana into it. That's fair. Um, but it does, it does immediately put you behind. Whereas, uh, uh, um, De- deprive is a little bit more, uh, like you already have the resources. And so like, you're not, you're not falling as far behind as you are with days. Like the reason Days is powerful in Legacy is because a lot of the decks that that play it either A have free counter spells like Force of Will, or B uh, are Delver and they have cards that cost one mana. So like Brainstorm, mm-hmm. uh, Ponder, Preordain, uh, and also just Del- you know Delver of Secrets, the the kind of signature mm-hmm. part of that deck. So so honestly, like you know, being able to play uh, play an island and then play Ben. And then counter the first thing that comes out. You are you are still incredibly behind in that game, you know, mm-hmm. because then you have to replay that island. And then what else do you do? I mean, you play another. Or better game. yet, you play the island and you play um, your aether vial, and oh, then you, okay, yep. Then you're not behind at all. Never mind. Days is the clear winner. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but I, I think you, I think Daze, you just need a non-Burfo player to take you out of your tunnel vision. Yep, I, I was I was very uh, I was very focused on that. I, I I still think that this might be a little too powerful, but I think that of all the uh, free-ish counter spells that they could print, Days would be the one. Yeah, no, I I agree. I can see them experimenting with it because Wizards has finally kind of gotten off of their "ooh, we can't ban stuff." Uh, perch that they've been on for many many years and now they're kind of like you know what to fix format sometimes you just got to do it and if people want to spend a lot of money on magic on the secondary market that's their decision and if they want to buy busted cards in a format that they know potentially get banned out because they're so powerful then that's on them yeah but days is a little bit safer because days is pretty cheap it's only a few bucks and if it gets reprinted it'll be worth it'll be like a dollar max yeah it looks like it's going for around two dollars uh on this depending on which version you get um, if this gets printed into modern, I could see it maybe going up to like five bucks. Very, very no, brief. no, well, no, because it, it'll be briefly, like, a... like it, like okay. just as soon as it gets printed, and then it would go back down because this is an uncommon and even a common in some some cases in, in the yep. Nemesis version. Uh, so there's already a supply out hmm. there from the dual decks that it's been printed in, um, as well as uh, Eternal Masters. Uh, so. I couldn't. This would still, I think, hover around the two to three dollar mark for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about where it's at. All right. So, so what's your number three? My number three is a card that I had no idea that it hadn't been printed since its original set. Like I had to go back and look. I'm like, it had to have been reprinted again in some kind of core set or something. That's High Tide. So High Tide is one blue, and all islands now tap for two blue till the end of turn. 
So I can imagine this being something that you would see um, not maybe similar to the high tide legacy deck, but there's so many cantrips and things like that that you're missing from that deck. I think this could actually make the mono blue turns deck uh, a tier deck in modern. Do you think that this puts storm over the top though? Maybe, but storm's kind of its own thing. Also, storm like, storm kind of like, storm kind of relies on red sources, and so like yeah. they're playing a lot like spire bluff canals and a lot of uh. So so for well, high, it, for high tide to and be really also, good, it's, it only it's, it only makes islands tap for more, and they're usually getting all their mana through like the the cantrip mana abilities. That, that's what I meant. Is like like they're yeah. they're, they're spending too much uh on non basic duels, <laughs> um and and like you know. Storm does rely on more red mana than it does blue mana. Yeah. So yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like it, it's it's not uh, putting a deck over the top as it is kind of creating a new deck or or I guess helping out others. Yeah. So I'm thinking the turns deck would be something along those lines. Like Nexus of Fate would be super good in this. So you can essentially um again high tide get a ton of blue mana. Nexus of Fate take an extra turn. Um figure out a way to bring your high tide back to your hand it's kind of loop it Snap until faster. you oh no oh, no no because nexus of fate goes back into your well, no no not not just nexus of fate. You, you need your high tide back or something along those lines yeah. but again just have enough where you can just kind of create an insane amount of mana and start kind of looping it um Monobutron. <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh in the uh legacy version they place sometimes uh tuanos's uh candelabra uh, which is um, X, untap X lands. There is a cruddier version of that, and that is the Magus version. So maybe you can play Simic and do a pseudo uh, high tide version. Again, I, I think that it would just be more wonky than anything else. And I just kind of would like to see where people go deck building wise with this in the modern format. And uh, Magus of the Candelabra is modern legal. Yes, yes it is. So uh, obviously... Uh, it's very fragile because it's a creature. It's a creature, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know. and, 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 you, and you can't, whereas the, the artifacts, you can play the turn it comes out. This you can't because it has some sickness. Unless you have Concordant Crossroads. Oh, there you go. Oh. Which is not <laughs> legal no. yet. Maybe maybe that's another one that they could sneak in there. <laughs> can you imagine a hasty Termagoof? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> no, no. It's, this, the format's too fast as is. Concordant Crossroads has no place in modern right now. Yeah. Uh, so my number three uh, is kind of uh, I, I wanted to get some creatures in here, uh, some merfolk in, uh, and this one I think could make uh, Simic folk a little bit or Swole folk uh, a little bit more viable, and that is Gaia Skyfolk, and that is green blue for an elf merfolk. That's a two two of flying, uh, and and this also could help the elves deck a little bit as well, uh, maybe force them into like Soltai. But I think that this might actually be like it's it's good, but it's not like so good that they you know would have to like put a lot of protections against it, and they need to fill out their common slot. I think that this one is one that they could just kind of put in and eh, see what happens. No, it's fine. It's it'll be fine as a common. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it might see some play in like as you said, maybe you'll see playing elves. Maybe it'll see playing. Merfolk, I, I don't think so. It's it's just a safe card. Like they could just print this and in limited it's fine. It, in modern it might be fine, uh, but it won't be broken. And it'll just be fine. Zero chance. Zero chance it'll be broken. It's it's just it's fine. Yeah. That, and again, as a common, sure. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> uh what is your number two? Have, have Aaron Miller do the art. He hasn't done enough uh he yeah. hasn't done a Merfolk yet. Yeah, Aaron Miller. Make re. I mean, I know Therese Nielsen is a hard act to follow, uh, but just just go for it, man. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my number two is Argothian Enchantress. Uh, now Argothian Enchantress is one green one for a zero one creature with hexproof or shroud shroud uh, that has the Enchantress ability. Whenever you play an enchantment card or enchantment enters the battlefield, draw a card. Now, I think Argothian Enchantress would make the Enchantress deck playable 
and modern, which I think would be great for the format. Plus, I think she's just fine. I don't even. I think it would make the deck playable, but I don't think it would still make the deck super awesome. Yeah, and and uh, I think this fits into a few. Uh, I mean, we we kind of discussed this a little bit uh, before you know heading into recording. Uh, I think that this could help out with with some decks like Bogles, kind of help give them a little bit extra draw. Um, it, it can help with uh, you know control decks uh, being able to to kind of reach a little bit further. Uh, I think that this has a place in a lot of decks. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot of cards that are in. Um the legacy format of enchantress that i think they could put into modern horizons that would be fine as like common and uncommon filler as kind of draft chaff as well um another one that's not modern legal is wild growth i mean wild growth would be fine in modern and (laughs) because i mean you already have utopia sprawl and what is that doing (laughs) <laughs> exactly exactly uh maybe I mean, maybe in uh in like titan bloom or uh uh bloomless titan i guess or i mean i don't know maybe ponza yeah. becomes better yeah fair. Uh, the, i mean another one that you could possibly see is like elephant grass which is um from visions it's one green for um it has communal of upkeep one for an enchantment black creatures can't attack you non-black creatures can't attack you unless their opponent pays two for each creature i mean again it's just it's fine it's, Make it an uncommon caller a day. It's sideboard tech for uh for Death Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then like another one that you could like potentially put in there um at the rare slot would be like Solitary Confinement, which is uh one white and two uh for an enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice solitary confinement unless you discard a card from your hand, skip your draw step. You can't be the target of spells or abilities. Again, we have better cards than that already in modern. Yeah. With the ley line of uh, sanctity. So yeah, no, I I agree. I don't think that this one would be backbreaking in any fashion, but it would help the decks that that are kind of missing something. Some like, of that card draw, yeah, yeah. exactly. It, 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 again, not card, not backbreaking, but very good. Yeah, it'd be really good. Um, it'd be a fine one to put into the um mythic slot because it's already been printed at mythic, uh, during one of the modern masters or not, uh, what eternal masters. Yeah, I think Master, those are trolls. One of the master sets. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, that would. Yeah. So I mean it's fairly cheap already. It it wouldn't it would be it wouldn't be a chase card by any means. No. It'd be it'd be in the mythic you open up was like, really? This one? But <laughs> you gotta have a couple of those, and yeah. I think that she fits the bill. No, I, I totally agree that that's a totally fine card to reprint. Um so my number two is Rootwater Thief. It is a it, hear me out. Hear me out. It is Rootwater Thief is one in a blue for a one two Merfolk. Uh actually it's been errated. It's a Merfolk rogue now. Uh, has blue, Rootwater Thief gains flying until end of turn, which is fine. Um it, but the, the more pertinent part for, for, for this deck, I think, is whenever Rootwater Thief deals combat damage to a player, you may pay two. If you do, search that player's library for a card and exile it. That player shuffles their <clears throat> library. So the case that I make for Rootwater Thief is thus. Number one, for uh, for a, a fairly, I think maybe six-month period last year, we were all playing peak. <laughs> okay, so that's free information and card draw. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, Merfolk, as a deck, dies to several cards. Engineered Explosives, it dies to uh, Bridge, uh, Ensnaring Bridge. And this is a way to kind of get those out of the deck. And number three, because we're already playing kind of uh, as a reactionary deck with Aether Vials, uh, with, with, uh, with Ben as, you know, with the, with the looting ability and with Merfolk Trickster, um, we're already holding up mana. So if you're, if you're paying the two into this, you're, you know, you're flashing it in, you know, end of turn. So you don't even have to pay mana to cast it. Um, and then you're paying the two to basically pull a sideboard card out that shuts out the deck. And then you're still holding up Aether Vial mana to cast another card. So you're, you're not as far behind, I think, as you would be. And so I think that this is a card that could see some testing at least. And I think it'd be interesting. Uh, Rootwater Thief is a, is a unique uh, effect. And uh, even getting that extra evasion is cool. Yeah. Um, 
one thing that we have to I want to bring up too, just because you didn't is Rootwater Thief has only been printed once in Nemesis. Yes. And it's actually the uh third time that the Magic Invitational winner got to design a card. So Mike Long, the winner of the 9899 uh, Magic Invitational, is the guy on the boat. Yep. And he designed this card. So uh I, I think actually Rootwater Thief is a great pick as far as like creatures go for the merfolk deck i think this one actually does see play and i think it would be really really good the only thing that and and out of all the invitational cards this is like one of the few that hasn't been reprinted and taken the winner off of it so it's time wizards uh complete your cycle this has only been printed once in nemesis it has never been reprinted at all yeah that's what i'm saying like so sylvan safekeeper has uh been reprinted taken um ollie off avalanche riders has been has i think avalanche riders has been reprinted right i don't think so uh, meddling mage definitely has shadow mage infiltrator has void mage prodigy has the uh, sad robot has dark confidant has um range of eos has snapcaster mage has i'd have to double check um rakdos auger mage and uh avalanche riders but other than that uh, avalanche are... riders has had the same art Art. Even in the, even in the F and M promo uh, in two thousand four, uh, it's always had the same art. In time, it was a time spiral F F and M promo in two thousand four, and in Urza's Legacy. So it's it's had the same art. <clears throat> there you go. So uh, Darwin has held strong on his Avalanche Riders. Everybody else has a uh, gone down. And Rootwater Thief. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just because it, it can't you can't take the you can't take the Invitational winner off. If you don't reprint the card. <laughs> exactly. I'll be honest with you, though. I think uh, getting rid of the Invitational um, winner getting to design his own card is like one of the saddest things. I used to love that. And and it often leads to broken things like Snapcaster Mage. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Rakdos Augur Mage also yeah. has uh, not been new art, but that's because Rakdos Augur Mage never saw play. Yeah. Yeah. And if you notice something about all the Invitational cards, most of them see play in some kind of format just because you have a magic player designing a card well, <laughs> so they want good cards and rootwater thief actually was played for some time in legacy merfolk uh, i'm sure we can uh, talk about the history of legacy merfolk at some point um but mm-hmm. it was it was a standstill deck that played rootwater thief and uh yeah it, yeah once upon a time rootwater thief saw a lot of play yeah so no i, th- I think it'd be great um i think you even possibly print it on common right now yeah i, I don't think that this is a like it's fairly costed for an uncommon, I think, uh, having to pay two for the ability. Um, yeah. And otherwise, it's basically just a two mana one two. Uh, so that potentially can have flying. Yeah, that can potentially have flying that you also have to pay for. I think this would be a fair uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What is your number one? My number one. And this which is one is that actually, yeah, could not be on played. my list initially. It could be played in Merfolk too. It could be played in Merfolk. So initially it wasn't on my list because I was just sure you were going to have it on yours. So I'm like, yeah, screw it. But it's uh, Counterspell. Um, I'm not trying to be flashy with my number one. Uh, It's a very bread and butter card. It's been around since the beginning of Magic. It's time to put it in Modern. I think, I don't even know if it's even good enough for Modern, to be completely honest. I think think it'll see play, but it's time. We We need to try to slow down the format, and I think Counterspell is a step in the right direction. The, the 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 biggest thing for me for counterspell being being okay to print in modern is most control decks are are like three two to three color decks exactly so, i mean i'm not saying that it's impossible to have blue blue available but it's a lot harder than you know because yeah. you don't have you don't have uh, uh mono blue decks that are hard control decks and so like this in in merfolk i think would be outstanding i think Mm-hmm. Merfolk is probably the deck that could really use it the best. Um and in control decks, they would be hard pressed to do it because you know they're cutting themselves on mana super hard to play it. So control decks might evolve around it, if anything. Like of they course. become blue they become blue X uh control decks rather than their three colors that they currently are. Uh but that's if counterspell is good enough to do that to them. Yeah, it it would take some testing, but I think it would it would slot very well uh into modern merfolk yeah no no, i I think it's fine um i i think counterspell is like the one slam dunk out of all my entire list and i think out of yours too like if this doesn't get reprinted in modern horizons what are we doing here seriously yeah i agree um yeah 
because most of the cards we even talked about are probably fine to even go through standard to be completely honest yeah maybe not days uh but yeah well uh, not 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 kind of days but i mean you, you know what i mean yeah like counterspell is probably not is too powerful for standard and hence why it hasn't been in modern but now that they're bypassing it i mean counterspell is like the prototypical car that you would think of and i think most people thought of that's what i'm saying it's not flashy um everybody we people have already talked about this ad nauseum but here we are here we are <laughs> all right so i'm going to go into my number one and uh, we need to wrap things up here we've been going <laughs> super long uh but my number one uh i think is actually a card that would be reprinted and that is back to basics two and a blue for an enchantment, non-basic lands don't untap during the controller's untap step. How is this more broken than Blood Moon? Nope. Don't want it. Don't want it at all. No, I think that this could see play. I think Be- Because what, what, what does the modern format need? A second Blood Moon. See, my thing is is that it, it, it doesn't punish decks can you, that Can you bases. imagine playing against the two moon decks? I like I, the thing is 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 once uh once Blood Moon is in play all all lands are are basic lands anyway so it doesn't like like I don't know how how the two together would would really affect you because back to basics is only uh, uh non basic lands don't yeah you tap. you just make sure you always have one in play yeah but see but see then if you play Blood Moon then all non basic lands are basic mountains and so yeah. they untap. So I don't see how the two would would interact well with each other. Like back to basics just punishes two and three color decks that are that are greedy. It doesn't punish it doesn't <clears throat> punish uh this in the same way that uh that uh Blood Moon does. I think that back fair. to basics is is fair because it would only really hurt uh two two color decks where the the owners are a little bit greedy with how they fetch. And it would definitely hurt three color decks. So it would force people to play somewhat simpler mana bases. And honestly, like what, I mean, like what decks would this go into other than Merfolk, like in the sideboard? Um, I mean, maybe control decks, but even then, like it wouldn't hurt Merfolk. It would, it, it would hurt, uh, it would hurt the Grixis decks, and it would hurt uh, the Mardu Pyromancer decks, and it would hurt uh, the Esper control decks. It wouldn't hurt Merfolk nearly as bad as it would hurt those other decks. I see what you're selling. I just don't think I can buy it. That's fine. You're, you're not the Merfolk <laughs> I, player. I, I don't have to convince you. <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I don't see it. I, I think that it'll cause too many issues and too many non games. Well, I mean, that's fair, but uh, blood moon has existed and that has caused a lot of non games as well. So, well, the thing, the difference between blood moon and this is blood moon. At least there's still mana that can tap for colorless and do things. Whereas with back to basics, their mana's gone. Yeah, sure. I guess. Um, (laughs) But I I don't know. I just feel like back to, it's time for back to basics. I feel like it's time for back to basics. Everybody. This is, this is the one we're going to agree to disagree. Cause yeah, I'm I'm not buying it. Back to basics. Fair for modern. Changed my mind. All right, I think that's a good place to end it on. Uh, yeah, to- but um, I want to hear what you guys think out in the uh, Twit verse and in the YouTuber verse and the Facebook verse and the Facebook verse and the Spider verse and the spy and in the, especially the Spider verse. Yes. I want to know what Nick especially the Spider. I want to know what Nick Cage thinks about Back to Basics. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let us know what you think. Um, are we kind of on the right track? Are we full of uh, carp? Uh, did we have cards that? we didn't mention that you think we're foolish for not bringing up um if you are in the future please don't say we're idiots because you have a full site where we have half site yeah we don't <laughs> uh, uh hindsight's 2020 so remember keep yeah. be, be kind in the comments uh when you when you listen to this uh three years in the future and you go these knuckleheads how dare they how dare they say don't, don't stop it yeah stop it knuckleheads <laughs> that's gonna be our that's gonna be our uh, our show uh uh quote from now on is <laughs> stop it knuckleheads <laughs> uh but anyway uh remember to re- again reach out and tell us what we missed or what you think should be on this list on twitter instagram or facebook is at fishcastmtg you could also uh loop in myself not cody smith 
on Twitter, as well as Matt. Uh, where can we find you on Twitter, Matt? Uh, Matthew Caudill 8, hanging out, doing uh, Matthew Caudill 8 stuff. <laughs> as opposed to Matthew Caudill 3 stuff. Uh, that, Ooh, we, no, 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 we don't, we don't talk we about don't, that guy. We don't talk about Matthew Caudill 3. Ugh, it makes me so angry. Uh, <laughs> if you have long-form question, feel free to email us at fishcastmtg at gmail.com. Our cover art was made by Tessa and Hunter Pruitt, and our logo and stream art was done by Ishton on Twitter. And our new shiny video intro was done by at JakeBossMTG on Twitter. So thank you to all three of you for helping make us look like like we're professionals. I mean, we're not professionals, but you make us no. look like we're professionals. So thank you all for, for your great work. Um, if you like what we're doing here, please remember to rate and subscribe in the Apple or Google Play podcast app stores, as well as on YouTube, uh, making sure to subscribe and hit the bell button and like our videos, leave comments. It's a great way to support the show for free. Um, and if you'd like to support us monetarily, find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash fishcastmtg. Thank you, everybody, for your time, and we will see you all next week. Have a good night, everyone. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.